Welcome to the Olelo podcast. This is a podcast that comes to you twice a month. It interrogates technology and the law with a focus on issues such as access to the internet, social media, privacy, data protection, cybersecurity, and cybercrimes. On this podcast, I also occasionally discuss matters on the rule of law and constitutionalism in Kenya. Many thanks to all of you for listening, for your feedback, and sharing previous episodes. I'm your host, and my name is Mugambi Laibuta. Some of the issues discussed here may be accessed on my website www.libuta.com. Previously, I have done an episode on protection of children online. However, I feel there is need to go deeper on how children interact with social media and the internet generally. There's been a lot of discussion online on this. We now have children who are content creators or influencers online. We have children posting different kinds of information uh, online, parents establishing social media accounts for their children, and children being targeted by cyber criminals. On this episode, I have a guest who is a children law and policy expert. She's a former executive director of Cradle, which is a renowned child's rights civil society organization. She has developed laws and policies on child protection, juvenile justice in Kenya and the region. She's a child rights technical advisor, counter-trafficking in persons expert, and a law lecturer at Kabarak University at the School of Law. So she's best placed to break it down to us on how do we protect children online in Kenya. Who is responsible? Who bears the greatest responsibility? My guest on this episode is Wakili Ruth Juliet Nyambura Gashanja. Karibu sana, Juliet. Thank you very much. And thank you very much for coming to the Olelo podcast to break down these issues uh, for us. And uh, just for a start, I mean, you work in this sector, in the child sector, in the environment where children are interacting uh, online. Now we know a lot of learning is uh, online. From your work, your experience, what are the key issues that children are facing for just being online? Well, thank you very much, Mugambi, for this opportunity. Um you know, a lot of us, when we think about online and a lot of the discussions that have gone on, uh, we think of mostly the negative. Um, but I want to just point out that there's also a lot of positive with, uh, you know, children interacting uh, with the uh, Internet. So it's not uh, essentially a bad thing. Uh, and as we can see this year, there's a lot of learning that is going on. Um, children are learning how to code uh, children are learning how to uh, interact with other children through the internet. So it's not essentially bad. But however, we have to be very, very careful with exposing children um, to this unknown world because we, we really don't know what is you know happening uh, behind uh, just the online. A lot of the times when children are online, they're there alone, they're looking at a computer alone, they're looking at the, their phones alone. Um, and so for that reason, children have been exposed to grooming, uh, children have been exposed to online sexual exploitation. Okay, J just to start, you've, you've mentioned, uh, I mean, you've mentioned that there are positives to it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, children are learning online. And I mean, those who can, because I mean, research has indicated that, uh, of course, not every child in Kenya is able to access these resources online for um, obvious uh, reasons. But you've mentioned one thing, grooming. What, what, what do you mean by grooming? So grooming is the act where a child meets someone online or actually an adult or a young person online and this person starts to ask them questions with an intention to exploit this child. Unfortunately, um, I think a quick look at our law, um, uh, we do not have a specific law that is covering grooming unfortunately, uh, but other jurisdictions have covered this aspect of online uh, uh, exploitation. So, so, so grooming is basically like social engineering where you meet, what are you saying, you meet someone online, mm -hmm. then they start 
wishing to get information from you, extracting certain information from you. Yes. Um, and mostly it's not for a good purpose. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. And for children, perhaps might be uh, where do you live? Mm-hmm. What is your name? Who mm-hmm. are your parents? Where mm-hmm. do you go to school? This kind of uh, this kind of information. Precisely, precisely. And a lot of that information also um, that that people are getting from the children is also to see if first of all they can even steal the children. They can go to where the children are and steal them, or ask them to perform certain sexual acts online. Uh, this is where grooming has actually been leading. If you look at uh, other jurisdictions um, in Kenya, however, there was a case that not so long ago that was recent that was reported uh, by the DCI that uh, two boys were actually groomed online and they went and met with the perpetrator all the way from Kisumu, by the way. Um, so grooming is, is actually happening. Unfortunately, and and how, how old were these kids? Do you, uh, any idea? Um, they were teenagers. They were teenagers and they were boys. So it's not just girls that are undergoing this uh, online grooming. So you've mentioned, okay, we have understood the grooming too. You say the issue of sexual exploitation whereby this grooming could lead, uh, I mean, they start telling these children, uh, perform sex, su- certain sexual acts online, yes. send us certain um, photos. Mm-hmm. Any, any other challenges that we are facing, I think you've given, which is a very good example, the teenagers from Kisumu. Any other challenges online that children are facing? So there's cyber stalking mm-hmm. uh, and cyber bullying. And uh, a lot of this have been seen where children, you know, because of um, lack of reason, understanding and knowing what it is when you put out your photos, uh, some of these photos have been used to bully these uh, children. Unfortunately, most of the time it's girls. Um, and uh, for that reason, people take advantage uh, of, of these children and they start saying, you know, if you don't, um, you know, uh, do certain things for us, pay us some, some money or we are going to keep exposing you now. Um, unlike grooming where sometimes a lot of the times it's adults who are doing it, cyberbullying is children amongst children. Uh, and so they are using this, the information they have from their peers uh, to, I don't know, ask for things, favors, money, whatever. Um, so this is actually happening uh, and this is a big problem. In fact, this is one of the greatest problems that we are seeing is, uh-huh. is really cyberbullying. Uh, of course, as I said, cyberstalking. And uh, unfortunately, I keep saying this, that it ha- it's happening more to girls than it is happening to the boy child. Other, other problems, and people do not talk about this, is exposure to violence through gaming. Now, a lot of our children are playing games online. Uh, in fact, I've seen some of them, they are communicating with the gamers and uh, with people across uh, other jurisdictions. As parents, I know sometimes we don't sit down to ask your child, what are you doing? You imagine that because they're playing, um, uh, you know, I don't know, martial arts on, online, then there is no problem. But there is actually a big problem when having children exposed to violence through gaming. Um, and then we also don't know who they're talking to and what is the kind of information that they're sharing across the board. So is it is it possible to know who, who they're having conversations with, who is talking them? who is grooming them um it is difficult but it is possible it is something that is actually doable um that is why we have the anti-human trafficking child protection unit in kenya through the uh, directorate of criminal investigations they established this unit and they have a connection um uh, through NECMEC, and they are able to see um you know, if, if you give them the opportunity, rather, if, you, if they're able to confiscate a computer, if they're able to confiscate uh, the communication in good time, they can be able to extract some of this information. Oh, but... Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get to the but, in essence, what I'm hearing from you, all these challenges, the grooming, the, the stalking, uh, the access to violent uh, content or adult uh, content, within our laws and our policies, what 
what is said about this is is there any protection for children is there a policy that says hey i, I think you mentioned grooming there's no specific uh, provision in the law what about these other challenges that you mentioned all right so there are several laws actually um there is the of course the children the, the children act that's the first protection uh, measures that we have for for children um but it is not as as detailed it does not have as much information in fact what the uh Children Act talks about is really just protection from all forms of violence. Then there is the Kenya Information Communications Act. It is the law that has been used for the longest time uh, to find uh, this person's culpable. Yeah. So, sec so uh, like that, about three sections uh, on the Kenya Information Communications Act that protects children. Actually, they it doesn't really necessarily protect children, but but it talks about some of these violations. Uh, for instance, the the cyber. Um, uh, actually, computer misuse and uh, cyber stalking to some extent discovered there um, using uh, the computer for purposes of um, online sexual exploitation. They also covered their indecent uh, exploitation, I mean, indecent uh, exposure is actually covered within the Kenya Information uh, Communications Act. And of course, there's a cyber, um, the co Computer Misuse and Cybercrime Act uh, that also protects children. Now, these two laws are the ones that are mostly used by the police and by the prosecutors to find uh, the perpetrators culpable ah thank you very much now, let's yeah. go back to that uh, Kisumu, those kisumu teenagers uh, mm -hmm. they have been groomed by this individual this individual has been arrested what what probably will they be charged with what will be the crime there what happened actually for this particular case they the person lured them not only groomed them but also lured them to meet up with them for uh, of course defilement so the first charge that this person was looking at was actually defilement then the second one was child trafficking uh, through online purposes I don't know if you've heard but uh, one of the things that has gone up the the rate of uh, child trafficking through um, online exploitation has really you know kicked up because of course now um, you, you no longer can not can meet that person but this this man was was actually from Germany, all the way from Mombasa, traveled across, uh, brought the children to Kisumu, and that's where they were meeting. So they were, this man was actually charged with, first of all, there was defilement, then there was uh, child trafficking, of course, um, and I think one other act under the Kika Act, so the Kenya Information Communications Act. All these laws, you know, m mostly the challenge is how, I mean, how uh, we have very good laws. I mean, you've mentioned there are also um, some gaps. But apart from the law, who, who really, I mean, who really bears the greatest responsibility for the safety of children online? All these issues that, um, that you're mentioning, because not only children, even you and I are online every other day because me, a lot of meetings have gone um, online. If you teach, you're teaching online. If you are taking classes, you're doing them online. So in relation to children, now, who, who bears the responsibility for their safety? Um, first of all, parents. Parents bear the responsibility. In fact, the Convention on the Rights of the Child talks that there speaks about the responsibility of the parent and then talks about the, the responsibility of the state to support the parents in ensuring the rights of the child have been actually achieved. So the, the responsibility is actually with the parents. The parents must learn to communicate with their children. And then the second thing is help their children to self-regulate. Across the board, if you do research, and this is this is your area, you learn that with internet, the best uh, solution is actually self-regulation. There is nothing like. Um, but but now, Juliet, look at mm -hmm. it this way: how how many parents, even ourselves, we discover things online every yeah. other day. Uh, mm -hmm. Our skills on using the internet, uh, I mean, they are okay, but they are not that good. So, how do you empower? Because you're talking about the state uh, being involved in providing certain guidelines, certain protections. 
in as much as the parent bears the greatest responsibility on the safety of children online, the, the state has a role to play. So sure. what is this role? Well, first of all, is to put in place the measures, the laws, as you're saying, right? Then, after you put in place measures, you we're supposed to regulate the... I, and, I, and I know there's an argument against this, but the state must find a way to regulate the internet service providers so that they can um, ensure that whatever content can be achieved through them then is actually safe for children. Um, I'm, I know there's going to be a lot of controversy out of that because, of course, ISP are private, uh, are private persons. Um, they have their own uh, uh, you know, laws and they have their own business that they are running. But the state has the ultimate responsibility and obligation to make sure that children are protected. So if they have, and, and not just protected from the state itself, but are also protected from private persons. So, uh -huh. so the state has the responsibility to help parents, empower parents, so that they can be able to protect their children. Are there, are there any such initiatives that are happening either through public sector, private sector? Um, probably, pri well, uh, both say public and private sector. I know that, um, you know, f uh, Facebook, I know that, um, I think Airtel, uh, they, are, they are trying to come up with programs that are, you know, meant to help children, meant to protect children, also create awareness. There is a day called Cyber Safety, um, day, I think, and there's a lot of promotion of good content and good information about children and how to protect children. Uh, so the, the private sector is actually trying to ensure that children are protected by creating the right information. Now, what we need to do is bring parents along. Like you're saying, I mean, everybody, we are discovering stuff online every other day. So it's to now, how do we bring parents on board to make sure that they help their children to be protected. I mean, you're right. I mean, all these platforms, Facebook, Instagram, ETC, have child protection policies. Mm -hmm. What I also find interesting is that the minimum age to get into this platform is 13. Mm -hmm. So how do you balance that with the parental responsibility and the fact that now children, so long as, I mean, it's very easy to say you're above 18 in any of these platforms. I mean, there's, there's nothing that really, uh, there are no, there's no process to confirm that uh, this individual has reached that age of um, of 13. So how do you balance the two, the, the parental responsibility and the fact that these platforms allow for children to have accounts or handles in all these, in, in all of them? I will remind you that children also have their, their right to uh, participate. There's the right for the child to be heard. There's a right for the child to associate. There is freedom. So the child is not just... The child is not just seen as a person who we we protect and uh, you know just put them in a box and forget about them. They have the right to participate. That is why at, the, at 13, they're allowed to have access to Instagram and Facebook and all these other accounts um, because that's their right. Also, even in terms of, you know, on, on Converse, they're the, they're, they also have the right to privacy, for instance. So to even as to how much we can regulate them, we have to be able to protect their right to privacy. So, um, really, the balance, the balance, and I think this is why the, the, the UN Convention on the Rights of the Child was drafted the way it was drafted, is because the, the balance is in asking ourselves what is right for the child, what is in the best interest of that child. So you're saying that one of the best interests, of course, children have to uh, have to access some of these platforms. Yes. The freedom to express themselves, yes. to associate, etc. Yes. Now, let me come to something controversial. So a few weeks ago, I was watching, uh, there's one celebrity who was on an interview so he was asked was asked why aren't your children uh, online nobody has seen photos of your children nobody has seen videos of, of of your children and he said you know um i i want my children to grow up away from 
from this social media kind of uh, craze. And he said he wants to protect them from some of the issues you mentioned, like uh, uh, cyberbullying, not being able to influence, for example, I think he mentioned something like consumerism, mm -hmm. so that they can feel they're also okay, it's mm -hmm. okay to be a child. So what I'm coming to is that there are a lot of parents who've had, um, now children who are below the age of 13, Parents uh, establish uh, social media accounts. They post their children every 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 other day. And he was saying at some point, maybe that's not what the child uh, will want. So what happens? I mean, it's a tricky situation. And we know a lot of people do this. You post your children online. You establish a social media account uh, for them. How do you deal with this kind of situation? And what kind of impact will it have on the child in future? Well, um, good question. And and quite honestly, I think the celebrity had had a point. He he was actually making a lot of sense when he said, I don't want to expose my children because I don't know if they want to grow up to be whatever it is that I have been pointing them to be all this time. And that is why I say that at the end of the day, we have to remember that as parents, we have this right. I mean, children have this right to privacy that must be protected. But um, also the way our laws are, are drafted, I mean, speaking as strictly as a lawyer, the way the laws are drafted, especially concerning children, is that also child protection, um, no, actually freedom to um, freedom, freedom of information, uh, the freedom to associate is also linked to the parent's ability to control that. But it's supposed to be done in the best interest of the child. And so therefore, um, the parents, to some extent, they can um, have their children online. There, there is nothing specifically saying do not. Uh, children online there's nothing specific say, saying that um there's nothing there's there's no law that will curtail a parent uh, unless there is the issue of of course sexual exploitation or any form of exploitation actually if there is any form of exploitation uh to the child then you're curtailed from putting now, the child online you've talked about something that I, I, I want to move to which is children being used or children are online influencers content producer i mean i, I see children doing marvelous content uh, uh, online i think you mentioned that the internet has allowed children like for the example to code and you'll find the accounts of children coding the accounts of children singing uh, showing the, their talent but this concept of online content producers which is a business definitely mm -hmm. how, how does law and policy look at that could this be taken as part of exploitation perhaps or is it part of the learning curve of uh, children in, uh, um, and, and I'm going to give a very un unpopular opinion here. That's child labor. Um, because <laughs> <laughs> children... <laughs> children, <laughs> children... The expert says <laughs> this is child, that is this child, is child labor. labor. Uh -huh. Yes. Children, first of all, I mean, the Employment Act talks about it. You cannot contract with a child. So I don't... Uh, first of all, I don't know how this companies contract these children. I know a lot of them. It's the parents who sign those uh, whatever. Mm -hmm. But this is actually child labor. It is, it is a form of using children, you know, to actually, um, you know, you're, you're benefiting. There is a profit to it. Yet, the Employment Act is very clear. Children cannot contract. They cannot enter into a contract and into an employment contract. But when you hire me, when you make me a, your influencer and I sign a contract, then it's, it's an employment contract, essentially. That's what it is saying. So children, first of all, should not be entering into any of these contractual terms. Now, if it is for purposes of learning, the law is also clear on that. The, the children's, uh, the Employment Act actually so, talks so about it. Let's just break down. So you've talked about the Employment Act, the Children Act, exploitation, the mm -hmm. issue of, uh, of course, a child can't contract legally. 
then so you mentioned if if it is for learning purposes it is okay yes. is that what i'm here already it is fine what yes. about now this content production that is um, sponsored content for example so there's this uh, there's this brand they have this uh, child signed uh, signed uh, off by their parents to do this and that so will you will that be considered in strict sense will that be considered child labor in strict sense yes it it might be and it should probably be considered child labor as a child rights practitioner and uh, and um, yes i would and child rights lawyer i would say that that is actually and there's an aspect of child labor but remember this some of these organizations are very smart so not, they will not sign this with the children they will sign these contracts with the parents of the children and um and therefore that is when i'm saying that the the responsibility lies squarely with the parents because if especially if this work sort of takes over the child's ability to play because why we say children should not be working is for this reason children should spend their days being children they should play but being, they but being online school. is like playing i mean you mentioned the issues of gaming online i mean that, yeah, that's, well. that, <laughs> that's the 2020 version of uh, playing well that is true that is true but it should not i mean even playing even if it's online it must be you know there must be certain protections in fact one of the things we talk about when we talk about child online protection is also the screen time how much time do children spend there is research that shows a lot of our children are spending uh, on on the screen that that is actually affecting their, their their ability to understand things to communicate because they're essentially not talking to anybody so um we that must be regulated the screen time itself but all i'm saying is this the parents have a lot of responsibility here and that's why i also now, started with self regulation b- b- before we get now because i want us for you to break it down to us blow by blow what should be the responsibility of the parents but before that now you've mentioned these issues of uh, it might be taken as child uh, labor so can these children sue the parents in future if they realize uh, that their rights were infringed by them being online either their right to privacy um their right to the best interest of the child for being for what is happening online absolutely I've, again very unpopular but yes the the child does and i mean they can they they actually can for for being exposed online uh for their you know privacy rights being violated that is something that they 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 can do later on in future absolutely so parents should really be careful let's get to the parents mm-hmm. what would you advise i mean this is something you do on the daily how how do you advise what do you tell parents to do in relation to the safety of their children online first of all i would say and this is something that parents are not doing first is communicate with your child understand that the child has a right to information so online being online presence is not entirely bad so they have the right to information they have the right to associate with their friends online because they can no longer meet with them um understand that not everything online is actually a bad thing so that's the first thing and then after you've done all that regulate how much time your child spends online also regulate the kind of activities the child is actually doing online and there are very many um, i mean there are so many websites that nowadays create uh, filters for children and parents should learn them one of the interesting things i said one day when i was training parents is this some of you all have bought your children smartphones and you do not have a smartphone that is not a smart thing to do it is important that when you know if you buy your child a smartphone ensure that you also have a smartphone so that you can learn and you can see what it is that your child is doing you can also link your phone to the child's phone you and and the good thing especially now with linking the the phones is you can even tell where your child is 
you know you can use that to sort of trace your child so if if in case they are stolen or they are lost you can also tell who is communicating with them so there are many uh, filters there are many websites that are now helping parents to do that that they are providing this kind of resources and they are all free that's a good thing they are all free you don't need to pay for them so I would really encourage the parents to get into the habit of uh, creating a protected platform for children in as much as it is online they can do that just the same way we do it offline you know you you know if your child uh, is scared or if you're not at work if, you, if you're not at home with your child you tell them call whoever you can talk to whoever do the same thing online that is really really important uh, for this day and age and now for the children what do you advise them um which ones the ones who are working <laughs> <laughs> all of them okay let, let's let's start with the, let's start with those who are online generally yes. then those ones who are quote unquote working as a content producers as influencers online well um for children so i'll say uh, self-regulation is the best regulation and we've had this conversation with a lot of uh, teenagers essentially and you said how is it that we can protect ourselves again just like parents there is on online um information online that you can find on how to protect yourself as a teenager especially teenagers because of the the, are the ones really ac uh, accessing this stuff um so for the children self-regulation again you must learn to regulate uh secondly in case of a violation or suspected violation if someone is harassing you uh 116 is the child helpline just hold on one to call one 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 six so if they if a child i mean is experiencing all this or, or a parent so if they call 116 what happens is it for is it a free service yes and who is at the other end who picks the phone and what do they what, what is their role so this number is a children it's a uh, children emergency it's uh, toll free line mm -hmm. um and when a child calls they they get access instant access to a counselor instant access so if a child for instance is being harassed by this 24 online, hours it's 24 hours okay. it is completely free and even if you call right now someone is going to be on the other side of the line mm -hmm. saying you know how can we help and that is really important and the good thing is that they because it's about it's for children they are able to even protect the privacy of, of that child so in case the child all they want to do is just uh talk to someone if they're being harassed online they're wondering what to do they should first call that number the 116 uh helpline once they call that number, they if it's a case, for instance, of complete sexual online uh, exploitation or you know um, uh, any form of exploitation, they will be able to link them up to the anti-human trafficking child protection unit, which now can do the other you know um, tech work. What about my local stuff. police post? You know, I mean, like here, what we have uh, <laughs> not far, uh, not love, <laughs> not far from where I live, uh, there's a police post. Will that provide? I mean, the, the nearest thing is uh, i mean as kenyans is quite chief the chief's yes. place mm. whether it's the the, the, the main chief or the assistant chief or the ap lines or the police station do those forums provide certain protections and certain guidance if any of this happens um I, well i'll say this that it's it's unfortunate that they might not give as as much protection and as much help uh, because I mean, most of the time when you go, even I mean, even tried today. If you go to a police station and say uh, someone hacked into my laptop, I mean, what what is it that they will be able to do? You know, unless you go to the um, the, the CID, that those are the ones who will actually be able to help you. So I would really encourage that um, instead of you know uh, trying to walk around with this particular problem, because also if the police do not act on it immediately, I mean, that information disappears. And you know, this as a as a you know tech practitioner, uh, that information will 
will disappear. So we need to act on it quickly. So 116 is your best bet um, to actually... So 116, then the influencers, the ones uh, we, we are realizing, uh, the <laughs> child laborers, <laughs> how, how do we, how, 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 what happens to them? Well, I'll say this. Um, a, a lot of them, they... they they work through their parents. So I'll ask that their parents um, be on, on top of those contracts and ensure that their children are protected, that their children, um, that that they, they work, they do. Because, okay, children can work to a certain extent. It's not that completely they, they cannot work. They, they There is the cutoff at how many hours, for instance, they can engage in any kind of labor. But the children cannot be contracted. That's the bottom line. So how many hours? So, um, well... Um, I can't I can't remember off the top of my head okay. but um, but there is very very few hours and then it's only at a certain age so 16 16 and above uh, then there is there's a protection for 16 and above and 15 years as well so there is just the the hours number of hours that the children should actually be contracted to work so you shouldn't have your your girl or your boy uh, spend a whole day uh, take doing photo shoots for instance for some company um, that is obviously um, you know against the law you know the children's act as well so for those uh, the children who are actually working as well is to you know make sure that they're children nobody should take away their childhood from them uh, it's good that they are earning money which is uh, it's not proper but they should make sure that at the end of the day that their childhood is actually not taken away from them all right so th this is quite interesting um, but i think th the take home is the 116 yes the, the role of the parents in all this, the role of the, the child, where the child can call and get to know uh, what is um, happening. I, th I think, as you said, our local police station or the chief, uh, I mean, if you tell them, I think if I go to my local chief and say, you know, I'm being cyberbullied or I'm being cyberstalked, they'll be like, eh, okay, what yeah. is that? Polybos. <laughs> 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 yeah, polybos. Um, yeah, so in terms of policy, mm -hmm. Uh, you say there are quite a number of gaps. Is there, is, are there proposals to ensure that the, our policy, our laws are improved to deal with the, some of these issues? Because we know the Computer Misuse and Cyber Crimes Act has certain aspects of it, the Children Act, the Kenya Information and uh, Communication Act, but they have their gaps. Yeah. So are there any initiatives or proposals to improve the law, to improve interaction with social media companies, to provide responsibilities of uh, internet service providers, the police, etc. Yes, actually, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of initiatives actually going on right now in terms of just child online protection, um, including the Be the Cop, the one that's run by CA. I think you mentioned it in your last podcast. Um, that's a it's a it's a brilliant initiative. It creates a lot of awareness. It's it was among the first ones anyway in Kenya. Um, there's also uh, right now there's a push to come up even with like a national plan of action on online child online protection uh, that is being spearheaded again by the Department of Children Services. Uh, so there, and, and in fact, what I like about that, that particular initiative is it's because it's, we are sitting down, not just uh, the lawyers, but also we're bringing in um, the private uh, companies as well. We're bringing in teachers, KICD is actually on top of it uh, as well, um, the ministry. So a lot of players are already coming on board to make sure that we protect the child um, online. Uh, so what, there's several things that will be developed out of this process, um, other than just the national plan of action, there are the policies uh, that will come out just just the, the the essence of I think the only way to protect children online is really by creating awareness, saying what is the good, what is the bad, and where do you find the help in case. Uh, are we of are we are we creating enough awareness? 
we are not and thank you for your podcast um we are not we are, we haven't done as much when it comes to online uh, protection as as much as we should a lot of it is going towards offline um, exploitation but we need to really start putting a lot of focus on online protection your parting shot i think you've you, you you've given us a wealth of uh, information knowledge about some of these issues breaking it down for us for the children uh, for the parents for the regulators what is your parting shot on the future of uh, regulating children online? Well, I'll say it to the children because they're the ones who, I, I, and I hope you're, you know, that the parents who listen to this then gives them to gives this uh, particular uh, recording to your to the children because um, it begins and ends with them, especially if they can say no. So first is for them to remember that they have the right and uh, to access information and to privacy, but also to know that they're the only ones who can regulate the content that they actually um, view online. Um, and they're the ones who have the, also the responsibility to report. And in Kenya, I should say this, children don't just have rights, they also have duties. And one of their responsibilities is this, is to actually be able to report. So if they can't tell their parents, they just call 116 and they will actually get help. Uh, because sometimes it's not easy to tell mommy or daddy. Listeners, you've heard it, 116. Thank you very much. That was uh, Juliet Nyambura Gashanja, a child rights technical advisor. She's a child protection specialist, a specialist in uh, counter-trafficking of persons. This is what she does. She's broken it down to us how we need to deal with some of these issues. Thank you very much, Juliet, for coming to my podcast. Thank you. Nashukuru sana. That is all for this podcast episode. Thank you for listening. For comments and feedback uh, on this episode or previous episodes, I'm on Twitter at O-L-E-Z, on Facebook, Ole Laibuta. My email is mugambi at laibuta.com. You can also go to my email, www.laibuta.com. Asantendi sana. Until next time, goodbye, kwaheri, and thank you for listening.